0: To listen ad-free and to get a shout-out on the show, you can now upgrade to Koala Shine Plus via the link in the show notes. But before we get started on today's episode, I've got a quick word from our friends and trusted sponsors who help make our free stories possible. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. The Koala Moon podcast has revolutionised over 20 million bedtimes with parents like you calling it life-changing and the perfect nighttime routine with original kids bedtime stories and cozy sleep meditations every episode has been specially designed to make bedtimes a dream listen to koala moon on the iheart radio app or wherever you get your podcasts koala shine Hey, Koala Kids! Welcome to Koala Shine. I'm Kelly, and I'll be reading you daytime stories and giving you facts and ideas that will send you reeling back millions and millions of years through time and space. Can you imagine what the Earth was like 100 million years ago? It's hard to even understand such a ginormous number. The Earth back then didn't have us humans crowding it up. Instead, the Earth was ruled by giant, scaly lizards. The climate was wet and warm, and there was no ice, not even at the North or South Pole, just forests as far as the eye could see. Pretty crazy, huh? Well, today we've got a golden ticket to follow two dogs, Hector and Sunny, to Jurassic Bark, a land where the time of dinosaurs never ended. But first, we'll meet them in the present day, in their lovely, pleasant garden, where there's not a Velociraptor or Stegosaurus to be seen. So, let's get our jetpacks on, and away we go! Hector and Sunny, on this fine morning, are digging in the garden. Sunny's absolute favourite thing to do. Often spending the afternoon turning up the empty parts of the flower beds and finding nothing much other than worms and the occasional woodlouse. But today, Sunny's paw scratches against something hard, and she pauses mid-dig. She's found something. She's actually found something. She yells, "Freeze, Hector!" And Hector freezes mid-dig. Sunny puts on an official tone of voice and says, <clears throat> "This is now an official archaeological excavation site. Do you know what that means?" Hector shakes his head his big floppy ears wagging as he does so.
1: It means we found something really important, and we have to dig it out very
0: carefully. Hector joins Sunny at her digging spot and takes in a deep breath before blowing a big huff and a puff of air that disperses a plume of soil, uncovering the object Sunny has found, a big white bone. What do you think it is? Hector whispers. There's only one thing it can be. Sonny says, a dinosaur bone, that's what they're always excavating in the movies. As they stand, scratching their chins and staring at the bone, a silver-coated squirrel swaggers over beside them, munching on an acorn. It's their friend Sydney, that's a good sign for us. When Sydney's around, something magical is always about to go down. He raises an eyebrow and peers into the hole. I see you found a
1: dinosaur bone, Sydney says. He shrugs. (sighs) Bones are cool and all that, but not as cool as seeing the real thing. He takes another
0: munch from his acorn and strolls away. Hector and Sunny whiz after him.
1: How on earth could we see the real thing, Sydney? Dinosaurs have been dead for gazillions of years. Well, 66 million years to be precise, Sydney corrects. But there's one place where they're still alive. A safari park, far, far away. Do you guys want to go?
0: The two dogs nod furiously, and Sydney points to the hole they've just dug with a magical smile and a mysteriously raised eyebrow. The hole has sunk deeper and deeper to become a tunnel, plunging far into the ground. Used to Sydney's tricks, Hector and Sunny run into the tunnel and disappear beneath the soil. The two dogs emerge a little while later, blinking in the now bright, tropical sunlight, now clad in beige safari suits, with archaeologists' hats perched on their heads. In front of them, two giant wooden gates squeak and creak and slowly open, revealing a sign made of large metal letters, reading Jurassic Bark. Just beyond the gate is an open-top jeep, manned by a confused-looking dodo peering down her curved beak at a crumpled, rumpled map. They approach the long-extinct bird, and Hector clears his throat. The dodo jumps in surprise, then chuckles and coughs,
1: and begins reciting a much-recited welcome speech. Welcome to Jurassic Park, a place of wonder and awe, a magical faraway animal park where dinosaurs wonder and raw. Join me in our safari car. I promise the creatures are real. Just be careful not to stray too far, or you'll become somebody's meal. Hector and Sunny hop into the vehicle, but the dodo continues squinting at the map. Hmm. uh, Just one moment. Uh, We'll take off soon. I'm just getting my bearings. Sunny taps her on the shoulder
0: and informs her politely that her map is actually upside down. The dodo turns her map around with an embarrassed chuckle... ...and starts the car with a... ...okie-dokie then, off we go! The dodo's driving is a little unpredictable... ...and the dogs often find themselves raising slightly from their seats... ...as they rocket over bumps and ditches. Hector's tongue lolls and wags in the humid air... ...and Sunny's ears flop like a tent on a windy night. They wind through thick forest where mushrooms grow taller than trees and waxy leaves the size of their bodies drip lazy drops of rainwater. Then they emerge into a clearing and the dodo slams on the brakes. They screech to a halt, sending a spray of mud into the air. The dogs follow the dodo as she exits the vehicle and toddles excitedly beyond the tree line. The dogs then hear a slow thud, thud, thud and slowly look up. Up, up, at the creature now towering ten metres above them. So high it blocks out the sun. Sunny gulps. Four thick, green, leathery legs the size of tree trunks stomp past them, attached to a ginormous dinosaur with a long, thin neck and a tail as long as a train carriage. As Hector and Sunny stand there with their mouths open wide, the dizzy dodo springs into
1: action. Ahem, here's the Diplodocus, our tallest ever. One of the largest dinosaurs of all. Although he's big, he's not so clever, with a brain as heavy as a tennis ball. Three stories tall, he measures nine meters, and he's two school buses long. But don't worry, fellas, he won't eat us. He prefers having leaves on his tongue. As the dogs gape at the giant Diplodocus,
0: who is placidly munching the top of a tree, Hector suddenly realises that his big floppy ears feel a little draughtier than before. ''Hey, wait a minute,'' he says. Ooh, ''Where's my hat?'' He pats his neck. ''And uh, my binoculars are gone too.'' The dodo spins round and rolls her eyes. ''Oh boy, not again,'' she says. Running over to the jeep and re-emerging with a giant net on a stick, which seems built to catch ginormous butterflies. As she races back to the docks, four scaly creatures the size of cats and equally agile jump from the long grass. One grabs the hat from Sunny's head and another pulls the cord from her neck and they all race off with two hats and two pairs of binoculars between them. Oh, those tricky campies, the dodo says, as she chases them this way and that Trying to scoop them into her net and recover the dog's items. While struggling, lunging and twirling this way and that, she gives another
1: Sing-song introduction. Uh, uh, Compthugnesses! So tricky to say. Are the size of a chicken, but scary to prey. Although they're not so tough on their own, they work as a team and are rarely alone. (sighs) Millions of years ago in Germany and France, they bombard the lizards and munch bugs and ants. (sighs) But if they were hungry and saw something bigger, they'd pile on together and eat it for dinner. With a couple of ha's and gutches, the dizzy dodo recovers
0: Hector and Sonny's belongings and hands them back with an apology.
1: I always forget to look out for those pesky little guys. I'd forget my head if it wasn't screwed on. Right, what's next? Ah, the swamps. Let's go see some aquatic dinosaurs. Back in the jeep they climb, and they zoom through forests
0: and across plains, past stegosauruses and iguanodons, passing through the legs of a diplodocus or two as well. Whilst Hector is busy ogling a triceratops, scratching herself on a tree, Sunny peers over their guide's shoulder at the map. It appears to Sunny, who is really quite clever, that the jeep isn't heading toward the swamp lands, but rather towards an ominous-looking corner, where Red Marker has scrawled the words, DANGER, STAY OUT. Sunny puts on her kindest, least told-you-so voice and taps the dodo on the shoulder. Excuse me if I'm wrong. She says. But I think the swamp was down a track at least four turnings ago. It looks to me like we might be going in the wrong direction entirely. Hector pops up over the dodo's other shoulder and points to the scary corner of the map. I'd rather not end up there, if you don't mind. He says. I'm not the bravest of dogs when faced with dog-eating dinosaurs. I'd like to stay with the vegetarians, please. The dodo rolled her eyes and grinned.
1: (laughs) Don't worry, scaredy-cats, she says. I know this park like the back of my bill. Sunny gulps. She theorizes
0: that the dodo might not know the back of her bill so well. There aren't a whole lot of mirrors around here. Before too long, they find themselves in a jungle, where wispy tendrils of vines hang in tangles from baobab trees, and banyans cast their roots in crisscross bumps across the tracks. Hmm, very
1: strange. The dodo says, a slight quiver of worry in her voice. "Uh, Usually the swamplands aren't so overgrown. The track soon becomes so thick and forested that the Jeep can't push any further.
0: The dodo squints at her map.
1: "Hmm, According to my calculations, the swamp is just through here. We can go on foot. She hops out of the vehicle and pushes through the thicket. Hector and Sunny look at one another
0: with wide eyes. Sunny begins to say this is a bad idea, but the dodo whistles and shouts, heel, over her shoulder. And Hector, having been well-trained to expect a treat if he follows this command, trots excitedly after her, disappearing into the jungle. Sunny shakes her head. If only Hector wasn't so well-behaved. She takes a deep breath and follows. Deeper and deeper into the trees they go, following the crumpled, rumpled, possibly upside-down map. The heat is stifling, and they soon have to pause for a sit-down on a rotten log to guzzle down some rainwater that has pooled in the waxy, cup-shaped leaves of a nearby plant. Hector and the dodo are too busy discussing how deliciously crisp and quenching the rainwater tastes to take notice of a suspicious noise that begins to echo towards the clearing. Sunny notices, but she has no time to give a warning. Her words feel jumbled in her throat and her teeth chatter— as she notices the huge bushes to one side of them begin to jostle and crunch. Something very big is coming their way. Suddenly the palm trees part, and a pair of jaws lined with countless white jagged teeth burst through the clearing with an eardrum-shattering roar. Time seems to stop as Hector and the dodo slowly pivot their heads to fix their eyes on the monstrous head of an angry Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yellow eyes the size of basketballs fix on the dogs and blink once, twice, before the creature lunges into the clearing. The dogs are already gone, racing through the trees as fast as they can go, herded by a squawking Dodo. Their paws beat against the ground as they gallop away through the trees, yelping and wailing as they dodge tree roots and jump over knotted shrubs. Every thump of their heart is echoed by the thump of a leathery, scaled foot hitting the ground behind them, each toe ending in a long, curved claw. Although the dogs are barely listening, focused only on fleeing the ginormous, bloodthirsty dinosaur that's hot on their tails, the dodo still has a job to do. And though she's not so good at it, she's nothing if
1: not persistent. So she begins to breathlessly yell. The T-Rex was made to fight, and that's why tyranny is in its name. Tyranny means you can rule with might, and to the T-Rex, fighting is a game. His bite force is as heavy as six tons, and his body weighs even more. He's got 60 teeth and powerful gums, and his tiny arms end with sharp claws. Luckily for us, though, the dodo adds, whilst barreling through the jungle. Ouch! Thorn! Uh, Tyrannosaurus rex can run as fast as dogs. Their bones are so heavy they max out at 12 miles per hour, so we can probably stop running now. (sighs) She's right. The thundering
0: footsteps of the T-Rex are more distant now, and they hear a rumbling groan of defeat as the T-Rex gives up the chase. Sunny looks around and is relieved to glimpse the yellow of the jeep through the distant trees. Panting, the dog's slow to a trot. Sunny takes the map from the dodo's talons and says thank you very much, but she would be navigating from now on. Hector nodded and said he'd had quite enough danger for one day. Now it was time to head to the petting zoo. Let's leave them there trundling back across the savannah towards a playpen full of dozing baby mammoths and gentle leaf-munching lizards. Phew, I don't think I can face any more Jurassic danger today. If you ever visit Jurassic Park, don't follow the Dizzy Dodo. Maybe go with a saber-toothed tiger guide instead. I hear he's just a bit more responsible and can read a map. Hey, if you could go to your dream theme park, what would it be? A superhero theme park? A cowboy theme park that transports you to the Wild West? Or maybe a Candyland theme park with a chocolate river? Let me know in the comments and reach out via the link in the show notes. I'd absolutely love to shout you out on the pod. Okay, how about we end with some dinosaur jokes? Here's one. What do dinosaurs use on the floors of their kitchens? They use reptiles. (laughs) Get it? Because they're big lizards. Alright, one more. Here we go. What do you get when a T-Rex walks through a strawberry patch? Strawberry jam! (laughs) Because it's all squashed by their massive feet. Hmm, Sounds quite tasty, actually. Maybe I'll have some on my toast tomorrow morning. Anyway, that's it for today, koala kids. Until next time, keep on shining!